Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget remember if you or a loved one has a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 24 7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game right here at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, and Game Plus. It is Gil Alexander. How you doing? Jason Kahn, producer number seven here. How you doing, Jason? Good to see you. Good to see you, Gil. Welcome back. After two weeks, let me just shout out Jonathan Von Tobel before we talk about anything else. JVT, spectacular job doing a numbers game the last two weeks. Uh, JVT doing uh, follow the money this week. So he's he's all over the place. So thank you to JVT uh, for filling in the last couple weeks. Uh, we have a lot to cover because I've been out of pocket the last couple weeks, so I'm going to ask questions of guests that are probably in, in some ways dated, but I still want the answers to some. Uh, speaking of which, Andy McNeil will join us to talk hockey. Still want to figure out how the uh, Vegas Golden Knights played game one in this series with the Avalanche. Hasn't mattered. That series knotted up at two games apiece, but I do want to get his thoughts on them essentially punting game one of that series. Uh, Dan Weston will be here next hour to talk French Open with us. Tennis is second major. Uh, what a clay season it had been for me on this show. And then, like, the first two days of the French Open, I got murdered. First two days were just terrible. Um, so we'll talk to Dan because our futures are still intact. Iga, still there. She plays later today. Marco Berrettini and, of course, Rafael, excuse me, Matteo Berrettini, pardon me, and Rafael Nadal still there on the men's side. So we'll get thoughts on uh, handicapping tennis. I see a match tomorrow that I can't believe the price on. Can't believe the price. We'll get Dan's thoughts on that. And uh, I am going to play Maria Sakari here uh, against Sophia Kennan, our old girl Sophia Kennan, who we had winning the Australian Open when she won it. Again, uh, 
as we try to get our fourth slam future in on the women's side, and I think six slams, four in the last six, if we can get Iga home. But uh, much work to be done there. So we'll talk tennis with Dan Weston. Jason Weingarten will join us. We'll get his baseball thoughts, what he has bet recently in the MVP markets, if he's betting Olympic qualifiers. He is, by the way. Spoiler alert. Um, and then Christy Andrews, my mishpucha, who says he wants to talk about a, a couple things. Uh, he has he has rants that he wants to make, and he put out college football season win total. So among other things, we'll find out what is the college football season win total that Chrissy posted that he already recognizes was a massive mistake on his part. How about that? We'll get you the uh, the team that that qualifies for. And Adam Stanka will talk NBA to kick things off or to tip things off more accurately or momentarily. Uh, before we start with uh, Stanko and then get to Chrissy's rants about stuff, because I'm looking forward to talking. Maybe the rare... The rare separated double segment with Chrissy today, Jason, because I don't know if we're going to be able to fit it in in one segment, quite frankly. Um, but last night, did you uh, you did not watch Logan Paul and uh, and Floyd Mayweather? I did not. <laughs> so me and my buddy, I was in D.C. for the second half of the last two weeks. Me and my buddy Tommy spent a good, I'd say, 30 minutes trying to rationalize paying for this this weekend. An exhibition between Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Logan Paul, who's famous for being famous, apparently. Did not know that. Um, And uh, what we came up with, because, of course, we wanted the answer that, yes, we would buy that. So we somehow rationalized our way to doing so. What we came up with is, think about it, man. You bet like a dime on a a tennis match. Don't even think about it. You can pay 50 bucks for this. Yeah, you're right, man. Hey, it's not on Saturday. It's on Sunday. All right. It's fine. Still buy it. Uh, This was horrific. By the way, I tried to get Al Bernstein on the show, so that there was supposed to be another guest on the show, the great Al Bernstein, Boxing Hall of Fame announcer Al Bernstein, who is one of VEASAN's original hosts as well. I texted Al last night, I'm like, because he, he was covering the fight. Can I say fight? Put it in quotes. Use it loosely. He was really there to cover the true boxing match that preceded it between Hurd and Ayala, Ayala winning that one. Um, but he was also associated, of course, with the Mayweather-Paul eight-round exhibition yesterday, and I uh, texted Al. Al usually gets back to me really quickly. He's like, oh, sure, Gil, I'd love to do it. Sweetest guy in the world. Uh, this one, he went <laughs> he went completely radio silent because I think he sensed that my very first question out of the box was going to be, Al, you've covered some of the greatest boxing matches in our, in our lifetime. What do you have to say for yourself now? <laughs> I think he sensed that, and he's like, yeah, I'm not doing it. So I just got a text from him literally five minutes ago. He's like, I'm traveling, buddy. <laughs> he wants no part of it. Uh, it was It was ridiculous. It was, for those who missed it, you you saved $50. Um, by the way, wh- why sportsbooks ever put up you know lines for it before they figured out that there wasn't going to be a winner? Because at the end, uh, was it uh, J- Jimmy Breslin? Who's the, who's the announcer? Not not Buffett, but Buffer, but the other guy. Breslin. Jimmy Breslin Jr., I believe he's called. Uh, he, he was like, uh, I think we could all give a round of applause for eight rounds of rigorous boxing. That's what we got out of that. But uh, after one round, basically, the announcer goes... Paul sweating like he did four TikTok dances in a row. Skill Alexander. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slay Gay Plus, and of course, iHeartRadio. Uh, that's the kind of tone it was. He was just, Paul was just schwitzing after a round. Every time Floyd did something to him, he just leaned on him, which is what you should do. And anyway, that was that. How far we've come or how low we've come since Mayweather McGregor, which was imminently bettable. Let's talk some basketball, which is actually bettable. We'll bring in Adam Stanko at Naismith Lives, the Rejecting the Screen podcast. How you doing, Stanko? You good? I'm good. How was your break, Gil? It was good. Happy belated birthday to you, sir. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I I, I celebrated by, let's say someone else streamed the uh, Paul Mayweather fight. So <laughs> I, right. I saw it, but it kept breaking up a little bit. Yeah. So I, I uh, and I was mad at myself for streaming it or watching someone else stream it. How about that? Let's yes. That I was going to say the regret on my part was tremendous. It still remains. So I just want to <laughs> share that. If anyone wants to donate 50 bucks. So yesterday, let's start with the most recent games from yesterday. So Atlanta, we'll get to every we'll get to everything in the NBA, but I want to get your thoughts here. So Atlanta beats the Sixers in game one. Atlanta having taken care of the Knicks in five, the Sixers having done the same with the Wizards. And Atlanta is up with about three minutes. I'm gonna get this right. I'll go through the play by play. So with what is it? Three or three and a half minutes left in this game, Atlanta is up. Well, four and four, I mean, over four minutes, they're up 17. But with three, they're up 118 to 104 with 332 left. 118 to 104. And then the Sixers rattle off. uh, They go on a spurt, and the Sixers rattle off 11 points in a row. It's 118 to 115. We're in the final minute. And then Bogdan Bogdanovich hits that three, shushes the crowd. And you think, okay, well, that was a nice run, Philly. You had a shot. Bogdan quiets the crowd. Uh, Ben Simmons hits a free throw, misses the second one. Then Tobias Harris steals the ball from Trey Young. He gets a bucket. Um, You know, but then Herter makes that unbelievable three-quarter of the court pass where it's a foul and one. Um, And then you think again to yourself, you're like, okay, well, Atlanta has stemmed this tide twice. Now they're up again. They're up eight points with 16 seconds. Pardon me, seven points. No, eight. With 16 seconds left in the game. And then you have another free throw made by Ben Simmons, uh, rebound layup by Joel Embiid. They're down five. Uh, he uh, and he hits the you know it was an and one. He hits and it, one. so it's a four point play. Then another steal. Danny Green steals it from Bogdan. Ben Simmons dunks it. It's a two point game with ten seconds. Anyway, all of that to say, Atlanta couldn't have been better in the first half. Then this this frenetic ending to the game. What is what's reality in this series? Well. It, the Hawks looked like to me, if you've ever watched a middle school game, yes. and a lot of times they don't allow pressing at a certain level. And then they, they're like seventh or eighth grade and they say, all right, we're going to allow pressing now. And all of a sudden the team has no clue what they're doing against the press. No, no press break. Kids get rattled, start throwing it out of bounds. That's how the Hawks looked. And it was unbelievable to see that, especially because of the level of confidence they were playing with in that game. Um, they actually really miss Bogdanovich. It does so many things well for them offensively, but they do miss another ball handler who's like a pure point, which is weird because they traded away Rondo to the Clippers, and I think that really showed its head late in that game, obviously. Now, can the Sixers sustain that kind of pressure defense? I mean, they're an excellent defensive team, number two really in, in the NBA in defense, uh, and so they can really lock you down, and and they cause major problems with Thibel and Simmons and, and company, but... That being said, I mean, the Hawks were playing with extreme confidence. They can hit threes. And and people, and I'll say this, Gil, in terms of reality, and people talked a lot about the Embiid injury, and rightfully so. But this Hawks team, we haven't really seen. I mean, people talk about not seeing the real Nets team. Bogdanovich was injured for a stretch. We saw Gallinari injured for a stretch. So people didn't really see the true Hawks firepower. And so they're very capable. And obviously we saw it in their, their first-round series against the Knicks, and especially led by Trey Young. And now in the second round, so they are going to score in bunches regardless of what happens with the Sixers defense. The reality is, is what I'm getting to, is it's all a question of how long can the Sixers sustain pressure. 
And are we going to see press situations, which I think it'd be foolish for Doc Rivers not to. And you say, well, pressing an NBA team and really trying to push that pace for a long time probably means Embiid spends some time off the floor, which might not necessarily be a bad thing uh, to preserve him. So I, I think that's what we're going to see moving forward is really some serious pressure on this Hawks backcourt in the backcourt. And I think that may be a major difference maker because otherwise, I, I mean, the Sixers, the fact that Joel Embiid played and we know he can be dominant against Capella and that and that John Collins and that Hawks front line, I, I think it's uh, Sixers should be sweating a bit here. And, and in a way, so should the Hawks, because even though they come away with a win, they have to figure out a way to relieve some of that pressure that uh, they just fell apart with. Sixers are a five-point favorite at home in Game 2. Same spread that was the case in Game 1. Uh, the adjusted series price, now that the Hawks are up one to nothing, uh, Sixers minus 115, Hawks minus 105, courtesy of BetMGM. So essentially close, very close to a coin flip now with the Hawks up one game to nothing. I guess, the, I mean, the just the, the last question about this, the only follow-up, you mentioned Tybal, you mentioned Simmons. You think Doc Rivers figured out that maybe they should be checking Trey Young from the outset in Game 2? I mean, seriously. Uh, yeah, no question. And here's the thing. Both of those guys uh, provide unique matchup problems for for Trey Young because, you know, first of all, Thibel is, for people who don't realize, he's a generational defensive talent. What he does in terms of blocking shots um, in in just um, in in terms of sets, not on the break or weak side, like he, he blocks shots in terms of, you know, just regular defensive sets on his own guy when a guy beats him. Uh, he's just got unbelievable hands. His steals are incredible. And he's just great length, great arms, great anticipation. So he's phenomenal. So he's definitely a difficult guy to, to face one-on-one and, and cause a lot of length problems for Trey Young. And then Ben Simmons, too. The fact that Ben Simmons can actually allow to take a few steps back from Trey Young, you don't get that Steph Curry 26-27 three-pointer uh, from Trey when when Ben Simmons is out there because of his length and uh, his amazing defensive ability. Plus, he's a lefty, so he's naturally on the same side as a right-handed shooter. So both of those guys cause problems. You're absolutely right. And the fact that Doc Rivers can use both of them against Trey Young and needs to is a problem. The question might really come down to how well will those other Hawks shoot the three? And I'm talking about the guys like Gallinari and Kevin Herter, as you mentioned, and, and Bogdanovich, because I think that's a, a major key for the Hawks. If they're hitting tons of threes, it almost might not matter what the Sixers do. Well, I mean, I say that all the time, right? Like, if if you had access to the box score uh, prior to the game, all you would have to do is look at three-point percentage, right? It, like, dictates right, right. 90% of NBA games, ultimately. Um, and that's how that team's built, Gil. Yeah. I mean, the, Travis Schlenk went from the Warriors to build them as, as a second-type Warriors team with Trey Young being the next Steph Curry, Kevin Herter as a Clay Thompson. I mean, that's how they were built. And you add in Bogdanovich, who, by the way, should be on the Bucks. It's, it's pretty remarkable what uh, he's put together there in Atlanta. The other one yesterday, of course, was the only Game 7 that we had in the first round. Eastern Conference, nothing went past five games. Uh, Western Conference, we had the one seven-gamer between the Mavericks and the Clippers. Every team, or both teams, won uh, on the away court until Game 7. It was, you know, six games where the road team won until... <laughs> the deciding Game 7, which was really nip and tuck for about two and a half quarters. And then the clip show, and namely Kawhi Leonard, just took over. I had the Clippers and the Nets in the finals before the playoffs started. That was looking dicey for a second, but the Clippers do get through 126 to 111 uh, as six and a half point favorites yesterday. Now in Game 1 of their series against the Jazz, which is the second of two after the Atlanta-Philly Game 2 tomorrow night, uh, Utah is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Game 1 for the series, courtesy of BetMGM. Now, this has moved, Adam. 
Uh, Clippers were a bigger dog. They were about plus 130. Uh, 130. Some people got plus as high as plus 140. It's plus 115 right now. Jazz minus 140. Clippers plus 115. This is a very interesting series, and I want to go back to, to the end of the regular season because I was wrong about one thing and I was right about another. The wrong thing I was uh, the thing I was definitely wrong about was should the Bucks have have let the Heat win this game? Do they really want to play the Heat? Well, the Bucks took care of that in four games, so they knew what they were doing. Uh, but I think the Clippers knew exactly what they were doing, and they played it beautifully uh, by losing games that they should have won. There was an OKC game in there, for instance, down the stretch. And so they end up as the, you know, getting this uh, seed where they get to play the Mavericks, four seed. They do get through. It was dicey. Luka was phenomenal. Now they get the Jazz. How do you feel about the uh, game one line? How do you feel about the series? I think this Clippers team actually matches up better with the Jazz. It's funny, my my cousin... Is a is a Mavs fan lives in Dallas and he texted me and said, "Oh, now the Jazz are going to to sweep the Clippers because this Clippers team isn't very good." And I said, "I, I think you have it wrong. I think it's actually a, a weird matchup for them." And Luca went bananas. I mean, I, I think it's those two things. And Luca creates so many problems for you, but also sort of got the Clippers out of what they do well defensively because Kawhi and Paul George lock up guys so well. Uh, at, at the wing spots, which is really where a lot of NBA teams are going to kill you from the wings. And when all of a sudden Luke is dominating the ball on every possession, he's controlling what happens. He's really creating a lot of issues. Uh, and then you can put Kawhi Leonard and pick and roll. And now you sort of take Kawhi out of it. And there's some of that with Donovan Mitchell, but not in the same way. And so I think in a lot of ways, the Jazz, especially they like to spread you out, shoot a lot of threes. And then obviously they have Mitchell on the perimeter and Gobert, who, um, also can be can be a problem in terms of his scoring ability, which was an issue in uh, in their first round series. He was able to score. Uh, I don't think the same things apply now uh, with the Clippers that they're going to have the same problems with the Jazz. So I actually like the Clippers to win this series. Um, I didn't think they'd have as much of a scare, you know, when you talk about being wrong about things as they did with the Mavs. But I actually do think they they match up better. So I think that's going to be a huge one. And and the big one for me in this series, the X factor is going to actually be Luke Kennard. Because we saw him get hot and play a major role there in terms of when the ball was already rolling downhill. We saw that momentum from the Clippers. He hit a couple threes and just broke that game wide open at that game seven. So now with Kennard, I think he's got to play more. You know, he was a big contributing factor uh, for multiple parts of the season in terms of his scoring ability and his ability to stretch the floor. He has to play, I think, because you're going to have to keep up with some of the Jazz pace in their scoring. So we know we're going to get from Kawhi. We know we're going to get from Paul George. Who else is going to be a guy? And I think Kennard might be that guy that we see in this series. Luke Kennard, three-year, $41 million contract. Just want to point that out. Phenomenal. You better earn it. You better earn it. He he may have the chance here. Here, by the way, for for those who missed Stanko before the uh, first round, here were your series picks. Uh, 3-0. We talked about the uh, Hawks, minus 112 to win the series against the Knicks. You got that. Clippers did get through at the bottom there, minus 360 to win the series against the Mavericks. Again, Hawks uh, with their game two against the Sixers tomorrow, followed by the Clippers and the Jazz game one. Those are tomorrow. The Bucks was the other uh, series play you had in the first round. They swept the Heat, minus 295. You called that one. They uh, We have a doubleheader tonight, of course. They have the first game. At Brooklyn, Brooklyn won game one without James Harden except for the first 40-some seconds of that game. Now, for the season, the big three, Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, they played only eight games together, 202 minutes together during the regular season, and then they start, you know, the first round. 
And it's like, okay, well, they're going to have them together and everything's going to be honky-dory. Well, now Harden, he's out tonight, and we're not exactly sure beyond tonight what's going to happen. And so, okay, the price tonight, the the line, as I said, Brooklyn minus one and a half in game two without James Harden, adjusted series price, Nets minus 225 up a game, but with Harden's status unknown, Bucks plus 175 on the comeback. Where do you stand here? Well, I still like the Nets. I actually had had picked the this Nets team to win it all before they got James Harden uh, early on in the year. I just wanted to see if Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant were healthy. That is a problem. And there are other guys, and then, of course, they add in Harden and, and put them on a whole other stratosphere. Uh, Blake Griffin, obviously. But this this Nets team, I really like the way that they, they move the basketball. They also, it sort of feels like, they know when to clamp down defensively. They're not a great defensive team by any means. They only have to be mediocre. And I've really seen over the last month them be a lot better. There's guys getting on the floor after loose balls. This It's made a team made up of professionals, guys that have been there. I mean, obviously for a guy like Blake, it's been significant. And we saw him, you know, trying to guard Giannis uh, in, the, in the game uh, on Saturday. But but really this team, Blake, it's his. he realizes it's a chance to win a championship for him. You look at Kyrie and Kevin Durant, obviously their their playoff experience is, is huge. Joe Harris is a guy who really, we think about him as being a shooter, but really has become a good passer and the ball distributor. Uh, Bruce Brown has played a significant role as a, as, a, as a role guy. The interesting part is how that rotation sort of changes now. And the fact that now you're seeing Mike James play 30 minutes and Nick Claxton's getting 14 minutes. And so who uh, Steve Nash decides to play because Harden's not there is really, I think, the significant piece. And and they actually still match up really well, I think, against the Bucks. And so the fact that you've got Kevin Durant, one of the rare guys who can in t- at times guard uh, Giannis if they choose to go that route. But again, they're using Blake on him and deciding to cause matchup problems with Durant on other guys. So uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting. I still actually really like the Nets, not just because they won game one. I just think they match up really well against this Bucks team. And I know a lot of people talked about how there's no way the Nets were going to stop Giannis, and that's sort of true. But I think the the Nets are fine with that. They can let Giannis get his, and uh, it's going to be one of those situations where they feel like as long as no one else beats us and the Bucks have a ver- very short rotation, they're not like the team they were last year, very short bench. And so really it's just going to be a question of, you know, does Middleton get extremely hot? Uh, does Drew Holiday go off? And I don't know that really there's going to be another uh, more firepower from the Bucks other than what comes out of Giannis. So of the three series we've talked about so far, Nets, Bucks, Jazz, Clippers, Sixers, Hawks, which is the official play for you here? Adjusted, obviously, with the Sixers and the Hawks, and with the Nets and the Bucks here after a game, respectively. Yeah, well, definitely, I'm definitely going Nets. I'm going Clippers, and this Sixers Hawks one, man. Uh, do you have an update on Joel Embiid? How he's feeling this morning? Yeah, because uh, if you could tell me that, how he's feeling when he when he got out of bed. Um, I'll let you know. I, I, I guess I'm gonna go. Let's go Hawks. Well, I mean, only going if you're going to bet him. I mean, the Mike Conley thing with the Jazz is a big deal, too. we got to find out really what his status is. So, I mean, it's the playoffs have been just like the regular season, the year of the injury. You don't know anything until games tip off, it seems. Hang out with us for five more minutes because I want to talk Denver and Phoenix with you, the second of two tonight. Adam Stanko from the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. We have basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Watching a little uh, 
tennis on the screen here from Roland Garros and uh, Sakari already up a break here in the first set three love. Like I said, uh, it's been a uh, the, the first the first two days of the first round was it the first two days or the second two days actually because there was like a half day the first day. Um, we're just terrible after a spectacular clay season because we were killing it here on this show uh, during clay season. But the first two, uh, first two, two of the first three days of the uh, first round were awful, and so uh, it's been completely choppy since then. But those two days have ruled the roost in the French Open. Luckily, we have our futures, but Sakari, at least in the early going, getting it done for us. Uh, NBA, Adam Stanko uh, rejoins us. Uh, Clippers, 23s yesterday, the most in Game 7 in NBA history, courtesy of Elias. And then, uh, you know, we talk about live and die by the threes. If you just had access to the box score afterwards, the Bucks in Game 1 against the Nets, because we were just talking about, you know, the Nets without Harden. The Bucks were six for 30 from behind the arc they end up losing the game by eight so i mean you 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 even hit you know double that right like i mean even a few more of those and maybe the outcome is is so much different but that's just how it goes uh in the national basketball association the last of the series which is the second of the two games tonight uh it is game one of the denver phoenix series phoenix uh, crushing Jason Kahn's dreams of the Lakers getting to the promised land, Denver getting it done against Portland. A lot of uh, offensive basketball fans crushed after just uh, just an unbelievable performance from Dame Lillard throughout this. Not so much from C.J. McCollum, by the way. Um, but Portland played no defense, and now you got Phoenix as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in Game 1 tonight. And for the series, courtesy of BetMGM, it's the Suns at minus 190. The Nuggets at plus 155 with Nikola Jokic. Your thoughts, sir? Well, you talk about the NBA being a make-or-miss league. Look at the guys on the Nuggets, how well they shot the three Mm -hmm. against the Blazers. You talk about playing no defense. Aaron Gordon shoots 60%. Joker, Porter, Monty Morris, and and Austin Rivers all shoot over 40% from the series. So, obviously, that was huge for the Nuggets. Um, The other thing that stood out was that Jokic wasn't the same distributor throughout the the Blazers series that he was throughout the year where it was historic uh, passing numbers from a from a big man. So it was interesting how sort of their offense was was flowing. Um, and Michael Porter Jr., I think, obviously being a huge key as a, as a second scoring option for the Nuggets. I, I think the big thing for me in this series is that uh, the guard play, I, I think Chris Paul now getting a chance to have a few days of rest, getting himself healthy. Uh, and not having to face that Lakers defense. I think I really like the Suns in this series. Um, I think the fact that if Chris Paul felt some more you know, pressure uh, in terms of who he had to guard on the, on the defensive end and also what he would have to go up against in terms of the defense himself that he was going to face, uh, that would be a bigger problem. The fact that he gets to run this offense and he's a little bit healthier now, I think is going to be huge. If he's banged up, then, of course, we the even, series evens out a little bit. But I think with Chris Paul being healthy, I think it's a major problem for the Nuggets because you're talking about Morris and Campazzo, and I, and I just think Paul is going to love that, that those matchups for him, uh, guys that he's going to be facing uh, when he's when he's on the offensive side of the floor. And I think the other big issue is just for the Suns is going to be DeAndre Ayton handling uh, Joker because Aiton is not a very good defensive player. He really isn't. There was a lot of talk in that series about, you know, he blocks shots. He's incredibly athletic. He's strong. He's still learning, growing, and his future is certainly very bright, but he is not a great defensive player. And he's also not got great hands. So I think when Aiton is on the defensive side of the ball, 
Jokic is going to eat him up. He's going to put up some major scoring games. I think we won't see as much of the assists, but you're going to see a lot of scoring. Maybe if the Suns send help, we're going to see some assists, but Nuggets aren't going to shoot it as well. Chris Paul is going to dominate uh, the pace of the game. And uh, even though Joker's going to get his scoring, I don't think he's going to distribute to other guys. So I, I really like the Suns in this series, and I think they should take game one. All right. Your favorite pl- series play of all of them then is? Oh, man. Um, you were all chalk except for the Hawks. Yeah. I'm going to say, oh, that's a great question. Let's go. Let's go Nets. I still really like still really And you did you did say Jazz over the clip show? I said Clippers. Over oh, you the did Jazz. Clippers. Oh, pardon. Okay, so Clippers and Hawks, Suns and Nets being the chalk in the other two. All right. Um, it's going to be fascinating. It's been a good NBA playoffs. I wonder if the top-heavy nature of the Nets just wins out anyway. They sort of kind of, if it weren't for them, this would be a whole bunch more parody. But they loom out there, and so do the Clippers, of course. Adam, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, Gil, and I'm sorry about your Lakers, Jason. (laughs) Adam Stanko, everybody, from the Rejecting the Screen podcast. My mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews, next. He's got stuff he wants to say. We'll find out what that's about. Oh, and the college football team that he made a mistake on. It's next. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB. And our daily members only best bet emails. Now's the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I got this uh, text from Todd Wright, who will join us uh, later this week to talk hockey. Todd Wright, greatest radio host there ever was, all night with Todd Wright at ESPN. He said, uh, great to hear you this morning. Thank you, Todd. Uh, As someone who attended WrestleMania in April, sounds like I saw Logan Paul take more punishment from uh, Kevin Owens than Floyd Mayweather delivered last night. Yeah, well, wasn't much of anything. That's that's for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, he is my mishpucha. He is the author of Then One Day, 40 Years of Bookmaking in Nevada. It's Chrissy Andrews. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, Gil. How are you? How was the vacation? It was it was good. You know, little graduations in San Francisco. Good. Hadn't okay. seen my parents in a year and four months in D.C. So, you know, it wasn't much of a vacation, more yeah. of an emotional yeah. roller coaster is what it was. Uh, Chrissy, by the way, runs the South Point Hotel <laughs> okay. Casino back here. Thanks for asking, though. Um, so we have much to talk about. One, uh, you put up. First of all, you have you have more tennis now. What's that about? Well, Gil, it's uh, I always say it's we're a supply and demand industry like everything else, and uh, the man the demand was there. A lot of people asking about it. So, uh, you know, in the past, I I tried to get tennis up occasionally throughout my career. Not always at the South Point, but you know, when I was at. Uh, Leroy's or Golden Nugget or Calneva, and we'd get no action at all. But we started putting it up for this French Open, and I don't know why suddenly the appeal is there for not just guys who really know the sport, but for just your everyday fan. And uh, we're writing really quite a bit of business on it. It's been a pleasant surprise. Hmm. I'd, l- I'd like to think I had a little something to do with that. I could be overstating it, but I don't I, know. I think you did. Yeah. 
I don't you know. Uh, alerted, uh, you alerted. You put the seed in my brain. How's that? I'll give you credit <laughs> for that much, for uh, sure. Yeah. Well, by the way, I'm glad I wasn't here because you would have killed me last week. Because I again, bad first, hor- <laughs> horrific first round. That's for sure. Um, okay. The other thing, of course, much more widespread love for college football. You put up college football season win totals. How has the uh, how has the action been? How has the handle been since you put them up this weekend? And what's the one team where you where you look up now and you're like, whoops, I might have made a mistake on this one? <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, answer the first part of your question. The action's been terrific. Uh, but I did make one mistake. Uh, I, I have a methodology that I use, and I, I don't want to give away the secret sauce, certainly, but uh, – so I I, ha, I overrated Louisiana Tech, and they bet me like crazy on that one. So that one has moved quite a bit. And it was one of those where, I, geez, did I make a mistake? And I went back and looked over my numbers and how I arrived at the original number, which I think, and again, we're starting season wins in conference games only, regular season conference games only. So I had six and a half, I want to say over 40, something like that. So I expected really good things out of them. And I went back and looked, and uh, I clearly made a mistake in my evaluation. And I can't say, well, it wasn't like, okay, I forgot to carry a one. and you know, no, Nothing like that, no. Um, but I had to go back and look. I said, yeah, these guys are right. So they bet me under six and a half, under six, uh, you know, for quite a bit. And I can I, just scratch it. Let me take a look at it. So I, I take a look, and yeah, five is probably a better number that I arrived at. So it was really, uh, you know, mea culpa on my part. I screwed it up. But, you know, we corrected it, and the guys bet. And, we, and the one guy who bets us uh, a lot of these props and futures and, you know, games of the year, he, he's a really nice guy and really does his homework. So, uh, you know, he caught me on this one. He bet me a couple of times, but other people came in, too, and bet me. So uh, just one of those. I put up, I, I can't like 120-some teams, something like that. And there's one that I clearly made a mistake on. But, you know, we can still win it. I mean, they could have a great year, and we can win it. You know, we'll see what happens. But uh, my, that was not a good number that I put out. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's reminded of what was that one you put out for games of the year a couple years ago, the Michigan-Notre Dame game, and you're like seven points different. Yeah. And you still ended up being right. Yeah. right? Your line yeah. ended up being the right one in the end. Uh, one game result, um, obviously. So things work out whether it's uh, you know the correct line or not. It doesn't mean that you will get the worst of it in the end. The other thing is here, um, so, uh, you know, again, you put out, these are conference-only season win totals. Let's be clear on that, right? Conference-only. Yes. Yeah, I got so many. I mean, it's incredible. First of all, the response I got on Twitter and social media is just incredible. But a lot of people saying, Alabama, seven and a half. Are you out of your mind? Okay, they only play eight games you know, in the conference, so <laughs> yes. it doesn't count all those other games. You know, no, I'm not out of my mind. Uh, so a lot of guys pouring it. But, Gil, what I found un- just so interesting, I got more response on one team. Now, no money. I got a $100 bet. But Kentucky, I have so many people coming in. Mostly saying Kentucky, you know, you clearly I missed, I have four and a half total season wins. Like I said, only $100 bet on the whole thing. And that was on the under, by the way. Uh, 
telling me I'm nuts. Kentucky's going to win more than four games. How could I do it? I mean, Kentucky football. When did you ever see such passion from yeah. Kentucky football? Now, if it was basketball, I thoroughly understand. But Kentucky football? Where did all this passion come from? It's, you can't. I, I used to go through my timeline and see what all these Kentucky fans have been saying. It's unbelievable. It's the new world. Uh, that totally got me by surprise. Totally. Yeah, it's it's a new world among casuals, right? Now that uh, sports betting is le- is pr- the proliferation of it throughout the country uh, with legal sports betting in in thirty different jurisdictions. What do you think about the? We only have a minute here because I want to get you later for for your rants on some other stuff. But what do you think yeah. about the some sports books? Uh, refunding or paying out John Rom tickets? Well, you know, I, I can only comment on ours. You know, uh, you know, our rules clearly state that you know he he started, he didn't win. So I mean, you have action. You made a bet. We you got a bet. We got a bet. That's the way it goes. So I I, I don't like that precedent. Although I know a lot of people were doing it. Uh, but I don't want to comment on, you know, their operation. They they do what they want and how they handle things like that the way they feel like it. I'm handling it the way I, I, my rules state, and, uh, you know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, uh, John Rom for those who missed it, leading the memorial uh, through the third round, but uh, test positive for COVID. Cantley ends up winning after Rom's removal from the tournament. Um, yes or no question, Chrissy, do you think you'll ever cave on it one day? If, if more if more operators come into Nevada and they keep doing that, do you think you'll ever do that? Well, I hope not, Gil. <laughs> That's okay. all I can say. That's I think, a good answer. I think we got to live by the rules. I think we got to live by the rules. You know, I've, I've done things like that in the past, and about 99% of the time it's come okay. back to bite me on the butt. Chrissy, come back in like 45 minutes. I want to get your rants, okay? You got it. All right. Coming back, hockey with Andy McDeal. It's the numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Turn a $1 wager on the Padres or Cubs into 100 with BetMGM. If either team hits a home run today, just use bonus code VEASAN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VEASAN100. New customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Skill Alexander. We will have the rare separated double segment with Chrissy Andrews. More with Chrissy because he has stuff to say. We'll have him next hour, along with Jason Weingarten, talk baseball, and Dan Weston to talk French Open. We look forward to that. Oh, we got to talk Julio Jones, too, going to the Tennessee Titans. My goodness, Baltimore Ravens. What a missed opportunity that was. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk some hockey. We'll try to squeeze in two weeks of hockey talk into one little segment with Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler up in Edmonton, Alberta. How you doing, Andy? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm glad to hear you back on, on the show. And uh, other than, uh, than, than my Boston Bruins uh, letting the, the Islanders back in the series, not once but twice, uh, you know, things have been pretty good. How are you? How uh, vested are you in the Bruins here? Do you have futures for the, for the whole cup on them? That's your biggest? Yeah, I've, I've got a little bit of that. Um, but, you know, uh, not much of a fan throughout the year. But when they get deep into a, a or, you know, even, even uh, you know, the, the potential for them to go deep into the playoffs uh, arises, uh, I get a little excited. I, I mean, uh, my father and I, we still, we've got a pretty good relationship. And we talk every other night about the Boston Bruins. So, 
uh, you know, I kind of cherish these uh, these playoff runs, and and I hope hoping that it, it doesn't uh, come to an end. But um, I've got to say, the value's probably on the 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 Brooklyn Islanders of Long Island tonight. <laughs> Okay, we'll get to that. We've already burned. So, well, actually, let's just say it right now. So, you like the value because it's up to plus one seventy on the Islanders game five against the Bruins. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you could look at this this a, a couple of different ways. I mean, if if you're coming all the way back to the trade deadline and and judging the teams um, based on the, the the big picture, the large sample size, well, I you know I think you could make a case that the game is priced pretty appropriately and you know there might not be any value betting on either side but if you're um you know isolating yourself or restricting yourself just to looking at the data from this series um the islanders found their game after not playing very good against pittsburgh the bruins uh kind of on the run here they they you know they're they're falling into the trap a little bit of uh you know uh, not not getting those high danger chances as as much as they like they're they're being forced to the perimeter that's exactly what the the islanders are known for um and and sure there's been a little bit of uh bad luck uh but uh, a little bit of good luck too and uh everything's knotted up pretty closely here so i mean if if you're looking to pick a side here it's it's the islanders are nothing for sure at those those prices islanders are nothing but what i'm hearing is you're not pulling the trigger because you you go with season data over series data. I, I, I'll 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 wait uh, here. You know, and I, I I mean to be honest, uh, my son uh, starts soccer. That's the first uh, bit of organized sports <laughs> uh, for a five year old boy who's yes. been uh, been stuck in the the house for the better part of you know over a year. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to to going to watch him play soccer tonight. So I won't even be watching the game. So that might make it a little bit easier to pull the trigger against. Uh, against this Boston Bruins playoff run. But uh, as of right now, I'm, I'm just sitting this one out. All right. um, I don't know if I, like, just to give it some context, I think I've had a pretty good season, not my best season, but a pretty good one. Uh, the playoffs have actually, you know, gone pretty well for me. Uh, and it's getting down to the nitty-gritty here, so I'm going to be pretty selective. I'm not looking to destroy my return on investment, my ROI, uh, in these last few weeks. Uh, so it'll, it'll be, you know, the only the best bets. Uh, will be getting made for sure. And nothing Winnipeg-Montreal. Montreal up three to nothing in that series. You, you know what? I mean, uh, you've, I think you've got to look at the Jets here at plus 140. Sure, they're without uh, Dylan DeMello. Mark Scheifele obviously still suspended. Uh, but there's a chance that it looks like Jeff Petrie, uh, arguably Montreal's best defenseman on any given night, uh, could miss tonight's game. He's questionable. Um, the season's on the line here, plus 140. I also like... Um, over five and a half goals a little bit here uh i think it's you know you can find plus 120 but i just talked to somebody uh who found plus 125 around vegas um at several shops i'm not sure which ones exactly but have a look around i think there's you know the potential for extended empty net theory uh, uh empty net situations here with the season on the line um you know both goaltenders on back to back i don't necessarily think all that been accounted for and uh i i like that uh plus 125 plus 120 over five and a half goals i like that in winnipeg angle. montreal i like that angle and a potential elimination game for sure uh all right so let's try to go back here because obviously i haven't been here for two weeks i haven't had a chance to talk to you in depth though we texted throughout uh what surprised you the most in the first round if you had to go back and think about it i know it seems like it's a while ago now but was it edmonton uh, getting swept was that the biggest surprise to you? Because really everything else, 
I mean, was it was it the Golden Knights being taken to seven? Was it Toronto getting beaten? Like, what was the biggest surprise to you? Well, um, right now, the biggest surprise to me is that you said we text. I think I just texted you and you ignored me. No, it's not true. Um, no, I'm just joking. Uh, the the getting swept the way they did, I guess, was probably the most surprising result. I mean, uh, you know, Winnipeg definitely deserved the series win. Um, but, uh, you know, to lose all of those overtime games and, and everything by, you know, such a thin margin, uh, it's a little bit surprising, I guess, that it happened that way. But, uh, no, not, not really. Um, right now, um, the Vegas Golden Knights have surprised me. I was really down on them, and I'm usually the person that's like, hey, don't overreact, but uh, I really didn't like what I saw. I know a lot of people thought they, they really played well in game two, and I guess they did in some ways, but I, I really didn't like the, the, the their body of work from the first two games. I didn't think we saw you know, anything close to the team that we've seen over the last two days uh, in those games or in the Minnesota series, for that matter. Um, you know, there was no, uh, you know, real extended stretches where the Golden Knights were that dominant. So, I mean, to see them uh, turn their season around, you know, facing, a, a you know, a 3-0 deficit um, coming back to Vegas, uh, pretty impressive. I mean, I, I was right on the cusp of, them uh you know kind of like a playoff paper tiger because this this would have been uh you know another you know n- not that they would were favorited or favored against the the avalanche but um just the way they seem to struggle with even mediocre teams in playoffs uh in recent years um but this 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 has uh, just been one hell of a performance from the golden knights and um pizza Boer probably have to give him some credit too i don't think you can uh make the adjustments that they made without uh, you know, def- effective mandates from your your coaching staff. So I I mean I think Vegas fans should be should be optimistic. Uh, I I made uh, the Avalanche roughly around minus one forty five in the first game, if you remember, mm-hmm. um, and felt totally wrong about that. Uh, well, and Leonard started, so that that changed things. Well, can but, we can we go back to um, that for a second? Because I want to get your thoughts on because because tomorrow night, game five. Two to two between Colorado and Vegas. Colorado a minus one forty five, actually minus one fifty favorite. Vegas plus one thirtieth coming back, one, plus one thirty ish rather coming back. But the you know I don't know you know when we're on vacation, I'll be honest with you, and I don't want to ruin your day here, Andy. But mostly texts going back and forth are about the NBA, are about football trades, are yeah. about tennis. In my case, hockey, you know, not not as much. But the one thing that we were you know a whole bunch of folks were texting back and forth about was the Knights' decision, as you just alluded to in Game One, to essentially. You know, they were like, okay, well, if this is the game we're going to give Fleury a rest and try Leonard, this is the game. But really what it ended up being was a disaster, and it's like they punted on that game. And we we knock load management in the NBA, but all of that's during the regular season, right? This, for the, for the unsophisticated hockey fan, and most folks are unsophisticated hockey fans, this just seems bizarre. A lot of things in hockey seem bizarre, right? The, the haphazard firing of coaches, it appears, to a lot of people who aren't the biggest hockey fans. Like, really? The Caps are going to let Trotz go? Really? The Knights are going to let Gallant go? So there's a lot that confuses us about hockey. But, you know, in the end, it's 2-2, two to two and it worked out for them. But is that results-based? Like, do you look back on it? You were okay with that move? I wasn't at the time. I thought that you should put your best foot forward against, uh, you know, the Avalanche, who who really looked like, uh, you know, the, the the team that was head and shoulders above everybody else at that point. And 
Um, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's in the past. Uh, I, I think, you know, given the way they've played the last two and a half games, um, they could be leading this series right now if they had started Flurry. Um, so, and, and, you know, it's not over yet. I would be very surprised if the Avalanche uh, don't put forth a very, uh, you know, a much better effort uh, here on home ice. But, but, you know, getting back to the pricing, um, it's kind of funny to see that, that price come all the way down here in game five. The ads have home ice, um, and you know it's it's moved down thirty cents from where it was in in game one to where I I kind of thought it should be, uh, you know, given the circumstances. Maybe I wasn't accounting for um, you know some of that 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 rust or rest uh, stuff properly. But um, you know, it's, the the price discovery has happened. I think, and I, I think I was on the right track. Uh, unfortunately, I'm definitely not going to make money betting on this series i lost so much uh on vegas in the first two games and that probably soured me heading into the weekend where uh, i just just didn't really look to this to, to these games for, for betting opportunities made some in-game bets i had the avalanche uh when they were down and lost uh when vegas made that that pretty epic comeback in, in game three so uh you know it's been a rough series all right. Well, you like the over in Winnipeg, Montreal tonight, especially if you can get it at plus 125. Maybe a play on the Islanders. We'll see tonight. Um, but nothing, it sounds like, tomorrow as of now. We only have 10 seconds here, Andy. Uh, no, haven't got that far yet, but, but nothing nothing yeah. right now, no. Yeah, that's how it usually works. Haven't got that far. I know that feeling. Andy, appreciate it. Sorry we tried to pack in two weeks into one segment. We couldn't do it, but we'll get you back later this week. Appreciate it, sir. Andy McNeil, everybody who also writes for the New York Post, courtesy of VEASAN, on hockey. Uh, Dan Weston to talk tennis with us next. Oh, boy, French Open. we got to discuss it. Jason Weingarten on baseball and the return of my mishpoka, Chrissy Andrews. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 